On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Jen Long from Shop Noble. We talked all about her journey over the last eight years of building Shop Noble. We talked about how she started, which is actually not the way that she is doing things now. We talked about what's working in marketing in 2022 and what she thinks is going to work in 2023. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news? Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post-iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, have you tried 8fig? No, don't worry. I'm not talking about that new fad diet. I'm talking about 8fig, the planning and funding platform. 8fig partners with experienced e-commerce sellers to help you scale with planning tools and incremental funds. So how exactly does 8fig work? Well, to start, 8fig works with you to understand your business plan and to focus on what's already working in your business. Then you put together your costs and the inventory that you're going to need and 8fig optimizes your cash flow to fit your unique supply chain needs for the next six months and beyond. Once you've signed on to the growth plan, you're going to get the funds that you need when you need them according to your plan. What's especially great is that you don't have to start paying the cost of capital until after you've started to sell that inventory that 8fig is funded. This gives you breathing room for your cash flow. In addition, the plan is flexible, so you can change it as you go. Sell or more or less than you expected? Don't worry about it. You can revise your plan. Your shipment is delayed or your inventory is ruined, they'll work with you on it so that you can adapt as you go, keeping your business stable and sales thriving. On average, 8fig sellers experience 2x growth in their first year, all while stabilizing their cash flow, avoiding stockouts, and taking control of their supply chain. You already know that you're an 8-figure seller in the making. You just need an experienced and strategic partner to help you scale with confidence. So learn more at 8fig.co. That's the number 8fig.co. And make sure to mention Upgrowth during sign-up for 5% off the cost of capital of an 8-fig growth plan. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by Jen Long from Shop Noble. Jen, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great to chat. We had a good chat before we uh, we started today. I'm really looking forward to uh, diving into some of the conversation topics today. I think they're going to be incredibly relevant for a lot of the people who listen to this podcast. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is Jen Long, and I'm the founder of Shop Noble. Um, Shop Noble is a lifestyle brand for women and kids focusing on clothing that is fashionable, functional, and sustainably made. Cool, cool. Uh, let's go back when you started. Uh, walk me through sort of what, what you were trying to solve in the market. What, what, what were you seeing, and where was that gap? 
Yeah, I launched actually eight years ago as a curated shop for organic and sustainable children's clothing. Um, Yeah, it's actually, that's a little surprising, but I, my background is in branding. So I was an art director at an ad agency in San Francisco, doing work for Levi's, Dockers, Sephora, a lot of Bay Area brands and working on their branding. And I really wanted to start my own brand, my own fashion brand. Um, that was actually doing better for the planet, um, Mm. like a mission driven company. And before I did that, I wanted to learn about this world. And so I launched the curated shop to learn from some of the best brands on the planet and build an audience to talk to before I launched that brand. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, how ridiculously smart that's, (laughs) that's great. So eight years, walk me through how those eight years uh, have been and how you guys have been able to grow uh, in that time. Yeah. So the beginning, it was a curated shop. So I chose again, I think I was one of the first people to be talking about organic, what organic clothing meant, um, which is surprising that that was only eight years ago. And now organic and sustainable are buzzwords. Um, but I was doing a lot of educating. So I was educating people on what that meant, but I was doing it by leading with great design, which Mm. I think was a new perspective at the time. So Mm -hmm. organic to most people felt kind of like more muted colors and, um, you know, just kind of like a hippie feel. And so I was leading with, no, you can have organic and sustainable and, uh, look really fashionable at the same time. Um, and so, that's kind of, I was introducing kind of a design-led approach to it when we launched. And then I decided to launch my own brand and I did that through a pre-order. So um, I pre-ordered, I wanted to make sure I had people who wanted my clothing. It's not very sustainable to to launch to if people don't want the product. So um, through the pre-order, I was able to prove that indeed people did want the product and we sold out in the pre-order, which was awesome. Um, and then just listening to my customers after year one, they were like, we want this kid's clothing for adults. Um, and so I did another pre-order to see if they were being honest and they really wanted it. And that pre-order sold out. And so I, I've just grown from there, listening to my customer and creating products that, um, I believe in. That's, that's great. And, and eight years later, here we are. Yeah. So Jen, let's let's walk through. We're recording this September first, twenty twenty two. This will probably come out sometime in Q four here while people are listening to this. What is working in the marketing world for you in twenty twenty two? Yeah, it's changed quite a bit, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're. I think right now we are doing a shift to figure out what what our strategy is going into 2023 even, but this past year, what's worked for us really well is influencer marketing. Um, so working with different, uh, working with our current audience and new influencers to introduce them to the brand. Let's, let's get into the nitty gritty details of that. What kind of influencers are you going after? Are these like micro influencers or these bigger ones, medium size? And what, what exactly are you looking for when you look at these influencers? Yeah, I would say we, we, our strategy for, has been micro influencers mainly. Um, and it's shifted right now to, we, we want to focus more on like mid size to larger influencers just because of with the algorithm changing and things, we're noticing that the micro influencers actually aren't reaching as big of an audience as are the bigger, the 50 K above 
Uh, oh, gotcha. So, so, so you're seeing that that has actually shifted backwards to to the bigger ones actually getting more reach. Yeah, I think I think so. You know, I I think it's tricky because they has to your product has to resonate with that influencer. It can't be a product that they wouldn't love themselves. So we are we're trying to find people who are already talking about sustainability and organic clothing and living yeah. an organic lifestyle and liking fashion. Um, yeah. So they have to check all those boxes. So um, this is a new strategy going into okay. 2023. But in the past, we've worked with, I would say, just people who truly believe in the brand. I, I don't. I think it's a good mixture between micro and um, maybe mid-sized influencers. Cool. Are you using a certain software that's helping you out, being able to manage all of that? We aren't. No. Okay. We've, okay. We've, we've looked at. We've looked at. Yeah, Excel. That's what we use. A fancy spreadsheet. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there is a, just for everybody out there, um, Shopify purchased dovetail this year. Uh, yeah. I heard, dovetail I heard that. All, yeah. Dov, made all of dovetails, uh, features free. And, uh, what ended up happening is they just released, they switched, uh, it over to be called now Shopify collabs, which essentially takes all of the, um, uh, all of the, functionality that Caro had, which they just deprecated and put it into one app. So now you can actually mm-hmm. straight from Shopify collabs, go in and look uh, and find influencers based on tags and keywords and all this stuff, incredible functionality for free built within Shopify. So just want to throw that out for everybody uh, listening to this podcast. Shopify collabs uh, is uh, an amazing new feature that Shopify rolled out. Yeah. We were, we were actually thinking of testing it out. I don't, I'm waiting for more feedback from other people using it. To, to yeah, it's amazing. We, we've been using that. Dovetail for for ages, so just awesome. this a new added feature is is incredible. Uh, Jennifer, let's let's talk about um, about growth. We were talking about this before. What are some of these some of the the wisdom that you've learned along <laughs> the way? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things I learned was how to delegate. <laughs> which I think is a huge, like a really big driver for growing our business was learning what things I'm not great at and then delegating to people who are experts in those things. Um, That's been huge for especially during the pandemic so that I can get out of the weeds, which so many entrepreneurs think they are they're used to trying to do everything and doing everything themselves. So um, recognizing what I'm good at and focusing on those things and delegating the rest. Cool. Jen, walk me through what is that first hire or what was that first hire for you that really helped you get out of the weeds? What, what did that hire look like? Um, great, great question. There's been several hires, so it's, it's hard for me to think of what the first one was. I would think the first kind of like game changer for us was hiring, um, a social media manager. Mm. That, that was yeah. huge. Um, I was trying to do it. I would say that was, I was trying my best to do it well. And once I realized that that wasn't my strong suit and hired somebody that was fantastic at it really helped us to grow from there. Awesome. Jen, if you could go back to, you know, eight years ago when you started, what mistakes would you try not to make that you have made along the way? Oh my gosh. So many, so many mistakes that I've, I've definitely learned from all of them. Um, but one of the number one things I would tell people to do is to, um, 
focused on being profitable (laughs) first. Mm. I think once I got a better, I read the book Profit First, and once I got a better idea of the percentages that I should be paying myself, paying for taxes, paying for um, inventory, that really helped me to figure out who I could hire um, when more cash flow was coming in. But like the most important thing for us first was to figure out how to be profitable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am such a huge proponent of early stage businesses using profit first. Now, there is a bit of a caveat there because you do get to a certain point where profit first no longer works for your business. Yeah, um, yeah. We we have had to make that transition out of profit first uh, in every business that we own. Um, but mm-hmm. it's absolutely wonderful, especially for people who aren't financially super financially literate and 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 understand that right. So especially if you're running things totally on your own, you know nothing about this. Profit first is the best possible system for people to use to stay, to, to actually know your numbers, right? So you don't yep. overspend. Um, it's it's just absolutely phenomenal. I actually had Mike Michalowicz on this podcast uh, oh, talking about profit first. Yeah, cool. for, for e-commerce brands back, oh, I don't know, in episode number 30 or something. We're on almost 400 here. So um, that was great to have him on uh, talking about profit first for e-commerce. Yep. So, yeah. That makes me super happy to hear that, Jen. Yeah. Um, Jen, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Again, I would go back to hiring smart people to work with you and um, focusing on what is moving the needle for your business and trying not to get distracted by shiny objects. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, that we do as entrepreneurs, right? Is we, we look and we're like, okay, what's that next thing? What's that next yeah. thing? Right. Instead of focusing on what's actually working right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I feel like that has been, especially in TikTok paid ads has been the thing, right? Everyone's like, Oh yeah. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok paid. Yeah. 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 Guys show me, I mean, on LinkedIn, like, I'm constantly asking, show me a screenshot of, of results that will beat performance max or Facebook. And I'm mm-hmm. in, I'm a hundred percent in, but but I can't, we can't justify it yet. Right. And that, yeah. that to me is shiny object syndrome when everybody mm-hmm. jumps onto some new thing that isn't actually effective, right. In the same sort of ways. So I'm yeah. not saying TikTok organic isn't, I think it's the, the most phenomenal thing for, for young brands. But, um, that to me is, is one big example. Yeah. And we're, we're a small business, right? So we don't have this unlimited budget to spend, to experiment in all these different areas. So really like focusing in on what is working is really been important for us to scale. Yeah, absolutely. Jen, I got three questions left for you. I hope that you are ready. Yes. All right. Uh, first question for you, favorite tool or app that you're using? I would say Clavio or stamp.io are two of our favorite tools. Awesome. Tell me why, why, why are both of those your go-to? Well, Clavio is for email marketing, so that's been huge for us, email and, and SMS. Um, awesome. So you're using Clavio's SMS feature as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Do you like that integration, like having them both in the same place? I do. Yes. Okay. Uh, you're one of the only persons <laughs> that I've ever talked to that that has used Clavio for SMS. So that's All right. that's great, great to hear. I've always wanted to test it, but it's kind of hard to go away from some of the bigger platforms that we're already um, you know, pretty integrated with. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's, that's super interesting. And stamped, what does stamp do again? So stamp.io is for product reviews. I think they do a lot more too, but we're currently using it to collect product reviews. And those are enormously important for our 
business and for um, conversion rate, for people, for limiting returns so people can read through the reviews and find out what other people are saying. Um, it also helps me with product development and figuring out uh, why people, what makes each of our products unique to our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that the information we got, gather through Stamped is so important for us. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, second question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? That I'm listening to right now. I go back to Profit First. Like I listen, I listen to that audiobook all the time just to refresh my memory on how important profitability is. But I'm always listening to so many different podcasts. I love Second Life. I don't know if you've heard of that interview. I don't think um, I have. No, it, no, no. It, what, what do they do? So it's the it's by the founder of Who, What, Where, and she interviews a lot of people in their second life. So um, they used to do something different, and then they started over and to be an entrepreneur usually. And yeah. so she interviews them about that process. Cool, cool. That's great. Uh, Jen, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. They have to be alive. Uh, can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? I would say Kelly Wurstler. <laughs> Who who is that? Do you know who that is? No. She's a, uh, she's an interior decorator, and I just am in love with uh, herself as a brand. She is her own brand, um, yeah. which is an interesting approach. But I would say everything she does is pretty beautifully designed, from her wardrobe to her what she create, like the brands that she's created under her name. Um, so I'd love to sit down with her and pick her brain. Cool. Jen, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Really great to uh, hear about your story and chat. Where can people find out more about you and more about Shop Noble? Yeah. So we're at shopnoble.com and we're on Instagram at shopnoble also. And those would be the best places to reach us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time. Guys, remember all of this information is in the show notes. So please check out the show notes uh, today. Jen, thank you again. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.